thing I always want to give credit where credit is due because it makes me so mad when people don't do that and it's not right and don't you guys do that when you do have your first number ones don't forget that you've got to just thank everybody just call your plugger's name out for a step I promise you it will it, it's it's what we live for What's up, y'all, and welcome to the Music City Playbook Podcast. If you're an aspiring musician, artist, songwriter, or producer, this podcast is for you. It's my goal to keep your dream alive. My name is Forrest Whitehead. I'm a professional songwriter here in Nashville, and I can easily remember what it was like starting out trying to get my career off the ground just a short 10 years ago. And I want to pass along some of the key things I feel set you apart as a successful creator. So thank you guys for being here, and be sure to check out MusicCityPlaybook.com. What is up, y'all? Today's episode I'm very excited about because it includes one of my favorite people here in Nashville. She has been a publisher. She has been a manager. She has worked A&R. She's been on all sides of the business. She had a hand in developing hit songwriter Jimmy Robbins. She's worked with Ashley Gorley. I mean, pretty much like the biggest songwriter in Nashville. She's worked with Luke Laird, one of my favorites, and another one of my favorites, Kat Gravitt. So many huge songwriters. She's worked A&R services for Miranda Lambert, Ashley Monroe, Jesse Alexander, The Band Perry, American Idol, America's Got Talent. She's done a little bit of everything. On top of all that, she spent years working for ASCAP as a writer rep. So she knows exactly what to look for whenever it comes to finding talent in a songwriter. Not only does she know what to look for, but she knows how to take that artist or songwriter to the next level. I'm so excited to introduce you guys to Leanne Phelan. The content of this episode was also taken from another live workshop. Leanne was kind enough to come join me right whenever I started Music City Playbook, and we actually got connected through Music City Playbook. And I'll talk a little bit about that at the very top of this podcast. And I'll say this, if you're trying to get a meeting with somebody, you're trying to get on somebody's radar, it really is all about timing. Check this out. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How's it going, guys? Wow. Thank you so much for coming on here, Leanne. Thank you so much for making time for us. Let's just be honest. How did I? How did we get in touch, Leanne? Was it through the playbook, or was it through? Was it not? It was through the playbook. Okay, guys. If this is not the evidence right here, I wanted to meet with this lady a long, long time. While I was, she worked at ASCAP for a long time. I wanted a meeting with her when I was just a small little shrimp trying to get my thing going, and I couldn't get a meeting. I'm telling you, it wasn't me, but hey. Political things happen for sure, but at the same time, it definitely was true because, I mean, I've been pumping you up. You did a lot influential um, to Jimmy Robbins' career, and that was somebody that was young and killing it. So for me, he inspired the shit on me. So let's just jump right in and just talk about who you are, what you're doing, and, you know, what you offer people. Well, okay, that is so kind of you. And and first, I want to say that it... It is an amazing story how Forrest and I have, like, reconnected. And I just, uh, a friend of mine, Courtney Cole, said, you need to, because I was doing these free creative meetings, like, when the COVID stuff hit. She's like, you need to check out Music City Playbook and see what Forrest Whitehead is doing. We've been over there. So I just went over there one day, and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Commented. He DM'd me. And then... We've been meeting ever since, and we have a joke that we don't get off the phone. 
um, in less than an hour. So that's that. I mean, we're just, he is so on fire for what he's doing. And I, I mean, this would be advice across any career, but like Forrest is like authentically receiving something to share. And I just think like, it's so evident to me. And I was so drawn to that. That is one reason like we have been so connected here lately because I love what he's doing. I love how he's serving. And I mean, the, the energy level is just through the roof and it's not going to stop because I know what the plan is are and it's going to be amazing and you guys are lucky to get in early on i think what most of these people here they're 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 questioning either how to get a publishing deal or do they need a manager and you've been both of those roles you've had success in both of those roles uh you've been a writer rep you know how to find talent you know how to get songs placed what are things that you absolutely look for that you can go run out the door and be excited about i'm actually doing both of those things now when i look back over the last like 20 years there was a process that for me personally i went through in figuring out if i wanted to work with somebody and it kind of every time i talk about this i I, it kind of blows me away but believe it or not the very first thing that has happened in most all of these situations, and I have been blessed enough to work with some really amazing writers, like the top 5% writers in some cases. But the first thing that happened was the connection, like just seeing them walk in the door and just that thing, like that instant thing of like, oh my gosh, I want to talk to this person. Or, Or maybe there's a, energy there just right away like there there was one person I won't even say what year or whatever but it was back when people used their office phones more and you could see who was calling it's like uh someone's calling who's getting it you know like you don't want to work with that kind of person that is either going to drain you or whatever so the connection Mm. right off the bat if you have a bad first impression first connection it's a in, in my mind, it's a pretty hard thing to get over. But let's just say that happens. You get the publisher meeting. You walk in the door. It's just love at first sight, let's just say. Um, so the second thing, believe it or not, was the music. It's funny to say that, but the music for me really was second. And I think I'm just thinking about this right now. Part of that is is it, I think in the back of my mind, I was like, if I feel so connected to this person, it's going to be easy to get him or her in the room with some more of my friends. Like, I could just see them hanging out. Like, part of it is so relational with songwriters because you're spending so much time together and you're getting intimate very quickly, you know, in a, in a business sense. So um, that was a really big deal. So then if the music was something that that I just really loved. And for me, I always signed people that wrote commercial music. And I, I do listen to all kinds of music, but commercial music, I, I grew up listening to pop and then country kind of became pop music at one point and it just was a really good fit for me. So I listen like a fan and I sometimes listen like a singer, but I, I just... I want to feel something and that 
whole, like, is it commercial? Is it like, I don't know. It's just a feeling that I have about it. It didn't, the songs didn't have to be at a place where I was like, oh my gosh, I could run out the door to Tim McGraw right now with this song. It wasn't, that. that's a whole other level, by the way. Um, but it didn't have to be that. It could just be the potential that I heard in the songs that, that I was listening to. So there's that. And then the third thing was I would want to find out from you, what are your goals? Where do you see yourself going? What, you know, what's your dream? And what was my dream for you just in the time that we met? Like, was that lining up? That, that was a real important thing. Like, could I buy into to where you wanted to go with this whole thing? And then the fourth thing was on me. Did I know how to help you get there? And I, I have had times where one, two, and three were just check, check, check. And I didn't know how to do it. I'm thinking in particular about a bluegrass artist that was in my office. And I had no idea how to maneuver in that world. And I couldn't work with that person and he's an amazing talent but um so that was kind of my process through the years and it stayed pretty true to that I mean there were some times where I did hear music first before I met somebody but with Jimmy that wasn't the case I can I remember seeing him get off the elevator at ASCAP and I just instantly was like, I love this kid. I don't know. But um, it's just that that's kind of how it's been for me as far as can, what I was looking for. Can we talk about gut feelings for a minute? Because I know we have uh, a similar thought on this that we res- when you respond to gut feelings and you don't question it too much. And that could be a co-writer. It could be hearing a song for the first time, meeting a person. Like you said, you go off someone's vibe before you li- listen to their music. And that's just so important. Uh, just, just a, a lot of people leave with the music and then get to know the person later. Um, for any kind of relationship, publisher or manager, you have to be able to be, uh, to be real with that person and take con- constructive criticism from that person. This person has to break you down and lift you up at the same time. How do you go about doing that, Leanne, as far as like navigating how to talk to a creative? Because we're all emotional. We're high and low. Well, you know, I, I think that we all have gifts and I think one of my gifts is just being very nurturing and I'm very compassionate and I, I, I'm never trying to just tear somebody down. Like I want to be encouraging and as a matter of fact, I have a little kind of philosophy that I'm, I'm working on a couple of different points and, and, the thing that I'm doing, but I, I was asked this in an interview. It's like, what, what has been the biggest influence in your career? And I thought about it. I had the questions beforehand, and my answer is authentic encouragement. And y'all know when you get it, because it, it hits you right here. And, and you know, you know, it's one thing if somebody's like, oh, you did a really great job, awesome. It's another thing when somebody's looking you in the eye and going, listen, I think you can really do this or whatever it is. I mean, I can tell you the different points in my life where somebody has given me that and it's changed my life. So I, I want to encourage. I don't, I don't want to say things that aren't true or anything like that, but I want to find a way to communicate in an uplifting way. 
But the thing you were saying about following your gut, I mean, my whole life is about that. I make decisions based on that every day, every second of the day. And it's, it's that, that next right inspired action is going to get you to the place that you need to be at the time you need to be with the people who you need to be with. And I think that's what happened with Forrest and me, honestly. And our paths lined up because we're following the, the gut instinct that, that we have, which is really, I mean, it's, it's really from God, really. If you're, you, just have to, you just have to do it enough to trust yourself in that and making those, those next right moves. And, and you'll, you'll see, you'll catch it when you don't because everything will be pretty crappy, in my opinion. But I was going to say about the song critiques. I was recently talking with a friend of mine, a songwriter that uh, I was helping with some publishing stuff. And he was in one of the uh, Ask Pat songwriter workshops. And I was one of the people critiquing all the two other people. And I just asked him, <laughs> I don't know why I asked him this, but I said, how, how was that workshop for you? Did, you know, did you get a lot out of it or what? What I know now that I didn't know then is he had only written 10 songs at that point. 10. So you can imagine, like, he finds himself in this group with all these other up-and-coming people, and they, we critiqued his song. He, he told me that the harsh critique did not come from me, but he left there, like, pissed off, basically. And he was just, you know, what do they know, all this stuff. And that was good for me to hear because I think when you're at a certain point in your career, you're hanging on every word, especially when you're in an office and somebody behind the desk has the opportunity to sign you or whatever. But my advice would be if you don't know that person's track record or if you don't connect with them or if you don't trust and respect them, I wouldn't be seeking advice from them. I, I wouldn't do you you might even know respect trust see the track record of that person but you might know that they deliver it in a way that beats you down and doesn't lift you up I would not seek advice from that person this is too hard it's too you you have to stay so focused on what you're doing and have such belief in yourself that you 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 have to get built up by by someone that that is communicating with you in the right way. And I just what I used to tell people at ASCAP because I because there in particular, you know, you I'm meeting a lot of people that I may never see again. And I I would tell them like first I would tell them a little bit about my career, which I, I don't like to do. But like, why would they get take information from me if they didn't know? who I had worked with or what, that I had been a part of this thing in some way. So I'd tell them a little bit about my career. And then I would just say, I'm not a songwriter. I listen like a fan. I listen intuitively with my gut. I want to feel something. I want to just feel a spark or see something in me or feel some, some kind of thing where I see something that I can help. Um, just, just I don't know, just find something in you that, that I'm looking for that, that is motivating. But I, w- I would just say, 
I, I'm going to give you my feedback. It's going to be honest. If it resonates with you, great. If it doesn't, it's your song, period. It's your song. Take it for whatever you want to do with it. Go to the next song, whatever. But but if something I say, maybe if when you were writing it, you, you thought this little part on the bridge was like, oh, I'm not sure if I, if I have the best line there or whatever, but I'm just going to be down with this and see what other people think about it. Well, if I point that out too, and, and it's, you know, you're like, yeah, I'm, I have a question about that part or whatever, then maybe take a look at it. But if not, get to the next song. Like, we're always going to be getting to the next songs, even after a big hit. So it's not that big a deal. Like, don't be so precious about it. Like, everybody's constantly striving to get better. So just, you know, take what works for you and leave the rest behind and just keep going. Don't let anybody tell you that that you can't do it or you're not good enough or, you know, just don't don't give anybody else that power. Hey, real quick, if you really want to know what it takes to become a professional songwriter, I want to invite you to go check out the 7-Day Songwriter Challenge at MusicCityPlaybook.com. I've created a challenge with seven of the biggest hit songwriters I know that give you daily lessons on how to approach your song like a pro and also explain what it takes to be successful in the Nashville music business. So if that sounds interesting to you, make sure to check out the seven day songwriter challenge at musiccityplaybook.com i mean think about it too you know what we, we we like to give people that power of approval i did it the same whenever i started pitching a song called love me like you mean it around town i played it for a lot of labels a lot of people just kind of rolled their eyes I, I was at a meeting at warner one time and love me like you mean it was my first hit it was the first song that broke through and did it, it, it was the first domino that changed everything for me and I had a, a, a label head tell me this song is way too pop. It will never work on country radio. Um, we, there's not an artist out there that can sing this song. Uh, and at the time, we did not know that, that Kelsey was going to release that project herself. We didn't. We wrote the song. We were just pitching around as you do in town. Uh, so people were intrigued by it, but they did not know how they couldn't see the vision. So it's important to find a manager or a publisher that can get on the same page and see that vision. Because let me tell you, that discouragement, like I, you don't forget those things, but it also teaches you that you have to believe in it so much yourself to like, you know, I respect your opinion, but I believe in the song. And you want a manager that believes with you. Um, and I want to talk about LP Creative Therapy real quick, because this is something I think is super unique. And it's something I want super involved with the playbook. And in my, you, I want you to explain it, but I want to kind of preface it by saying, if you are somebody who is struggling with directions that don't necessarily need the, uh, you should be working harder kind of encouragement thing that you get from me, Leanne is the type of person that you want to talk to, totally tailored to working with hit songwriters. She has a heart for it. There's a passion. The same reason I'm doing the playbook is the same reason she's doing her website. That's the, that's the very reason I want to be in, involved with it with her. So tell us about, LP Creative. I, you know, like like we're saying, um, Force and I both separately kind of just were moved to do these, to put these things out in the world. And when the COVID thing hit, I was I was thinking about I, I managed um, a great artist named Jake Rose, and we had just released music and everything shut down. And you know, Jake has a team at 
CAA and Sony ATV and me and Grammy Award winning producers and I knew how it felt for us and I couldn't help but think about people that I would meet with at ASCAP that didn't have those teams and how like it, it just kind of made you feel lost sort of. So I just put out a flyer and I was like, I'll do free creative meetings with you in April. And I just sent it out to people that were on my email list and it got passed around, I guess. And I got really booked up. And what I learned was I had so much fun. Like it kind of got me through COVID really, not that we're through it, but just to feel like I, I was serving and connecting with people. And it was just so fun. And I actually met my next client through that. His name is Evan Klein. Gosh, he's he's just a brilliantly talented artist, songwriter, producer. So um, anyway, it's worked out really, really great. But I decided I wanted to continue to do that. So I, I set up a business where I'm meeting with people one-on-one in some cases, at least right now as I'm able to do it because I still have management clients. But um, I'm also doing... A small workshop situation and bringing in guests, much like Forrest. He's going to be a guest at my workshop on August 17th. And I've got a lot of songwriter artists that, that I'm working with in that way. But it's just, um, it's just that, that time to like listen to where you are in your journey and to help give you clarity to to what steps you need to take next. It's it's just kind of helping you organize your steps towards where you want to go. If that's publishing, if it's sync, if it's finding a manager, if it's um, if it's becoming a teacher somewhere. Like it, there's so many different ways to do this. And you know, there's there's a lot of DIY stuff going on, and, and hopefully, hopefully, um, I know Forrest is going to be on the forefront of that, and I I want to help those people who are going to get it done for themselves and not wait around on a label or a publisher. Honestly, like let's just let's just focus on connection and writing music that connects and change the world that way because all I heard about a new thing today um, that a new way that people are listening to music and we both want to be at the forefront and I, I'm very excited about all of that hey you know what this is this is why me and Lan, uh, me and Leanne are, are on the phone for more than an hour all the time because we go back and forth we get excited about what's what's to come <laughs> and the fact is, is that this is somebody who's worked with hit songwriters who has, has, has literally placed hit that is now wanting to lean into the internet side of things because she knows that the same type of talent is out there. Some of you on this call could be working with us in a way, but you there's opportunity here. If you take Leanne's class, if you continue going on these Zooms, you continue submitting songs, building a relationship, just like any relationship goes, there's real opportunity through this. My goal is to have a legitimate independent label artist development program through this website that people that actually are hitting that bar can get the right encouragement, the right management, the right producer, all these things that I feel like between me, Leanne and reputable people that I'm kind of pulling together to make this thing a real deal. Music city, you know, I want to involve as many reputable people as possible. So there's a lot of publishers out there that are roll that would be rolling their eyes at me right now. What are you doing on the internet? What are you doing not writing songs? 
what are you doing thinking that you ha have enough accolades or whatever to give this advice? I'm here to tell you that I'm not here to, to, to listen to that chatter no more or to care about what people think. I get along with Leanne because we both are pursuing an independent dream of saying the traditional way of the way Nashville runs is not, is not the only way. It's not the only way. That's not the only way that you have success. It's not the only way songs get placed. So Leanne, I want you to tell us, you know, just so everybody understands here, um, name drop a little bit and I want you to talk about some songs. What are some songs that you've helped Jimmy get done um, and get placed? What are some, what is the song that surprised you that got cut? As we close here, let's just end with something light and uh, just give some encouragement for these people um, that, you know, we all start somewhere. Oh, I, I love this question. I, I'm going to start kind of at the, do one from the beginning and one from more recent. But I remember this, this is kind of interesting too, how things work. And I still think they work this way um, in general. But I, uh, the company I was at, Combustion, we got this uh, CD of Gordy Sampson. And Gordy, you guys may know him as just a brilliant songwriter producer, but he's an amazing artist. Like I actually texted him not too long ago. I was listening to his album Sunburn over Spotify, like cooking spaghetti, and I was just like, oh my god, I was in heaven. But that's that album is from back, you know, two thousand something, um, like two thousand two, I would say. Um, so. Yeah, so Gordy, I loved his music. It's kind of like what I was talking about earlier, and it wasn't country, and I just liked him so much, and I would go around town to these meetings, and I would play a Gordy song in there, and it was never right because it wasn't country radio, but um, people kind of got used to, like, they liked it. You know, you can never go wrong playing a great song. So they liked it, and then people like Brett James and Hillary and those type of people recognized his immense talent, and then I was able to get him in the room with those people. Well, by the time I left Combustion, he had his first number one, and it was Jesus Take the Wheel. And y'all, like, talk about a huge number one song. I think it was an eight-week number one song, but just it, um, I had and Rusty Gaston on my workshop on, on Monday, and he said this, and I wholeheartedly believe this is true, but to think about that song, American Idol was at its peak. This girl from Oklahoma wins it with this gorgeous voice. They write this song, get it to her. She's, like, if you saw, if you saw her performance of that on CMAs, it was almost like the performance performance overtook it was one of the most amazing performances and it was just a moment in time so that that's probably my favorite story of number one and kelly king was uh brett's publisher on that we worked on sending that right out together and i think kelly actually pitched that song and you know nobody knew who carrie underwood was you know like how, how is that going to be a big deal and it was such a big deal so uh i was thinking about this cut which is a little more recent, but there was a song of Jimmy's that my partner on the publishing side with Jimmy was Joe Fisher. Joe set up this amazing write for Jimmy and it, his first publishing deal. And I pitched the song and it was sure be cool if you did. And let's just say I pitched it in a way that made some people unhappy and on the label side and they just 
thought that it was, you know, the worst, worst uh, hook they'd ever heard or whatever. Well, it ended up being Blake's first single off that record and Jimmy's first number one. And like, nobody seemed to remember that at the number one party. It was so odd. <laughs> but yeah, yep. there's a little controversy around, around that song and how it got to Blake or whatever. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do to get it cut. No. So. I, I love that. Yeah. I love that. So, hey, and I, nobody, nobody is 100%, you know, I will say this, and, and Jimmy would tell you this too, but the song Beachin for Jake Owen, which was a number one song, I that song got turned in, and I was like, I like it. I mean, it's, it's all right. I don't know. I'm not really a beach person. I'm a mountain person. I didn't, I was, Beachin, okay. You know, and it was just big number one song and I Jimmy had a lot of fun but Missy um, Missy Wilson pitched that song and got that cut so yeah that's another thing I always want to give credit where credit is due because it makes me so mad when people don't do that and it's not right and don't you guys do that when you do have your first number ones don't forget that you've got to just thank everybody just call your plugger's name out from step. I promise you, it will. It, it's it's what we live for. Is for somebody just to say, "Oh my God, uh, I want to thank Forrest Whitehead for producing this track." And I want to think that, like, just please do that. Like, don't forget to do that. So no, I love that. And and yeah, guys, she's dropping a lot of names, whether it be <laughs> Joe Fisher or whatever, that are important. You're talking to somebody that has been connected in the industry, not for two or three or four or five or 10 or 15, 20 years. Okay. So she's seen the industry change a lot. So as we wrap up here, Leanne, what is the importance of the internet and and building a following and, and marketing your brand on there? How does that play into you getting somebody a deal or, or, helping somebody get seen and an opportunity? Oh, gosh. Um, well, this is, this is a little bittersweet because, you know, it, it's, I, think, I think people have to find their own style with their social media. I mean, if you think about it, like think about somebody like Chris Stapleton. He's, he's not really on it, really. I mean, they, they would post some show pictures. A few, it's not like Chris Stapleton's DMing people, you know what I mean? It didn't fit his brand. And so I think you have to be very smart and savvy about how you stand out with your social media. I think fans, I think everyone right now is craving connection. So whatever you do, like through your songs or your social media or whatever, like just strive for the connection. And, And the only way you can do that is to be authentic in your writing, your artistry, or what you're putting out there as your brand. It's the only thing. You know, I'm taking a class right now, an online class from this woman named Kathy Heller, and she's she's a songwriter, and she does a big workshop about pitching songs to sync, and she's just an amazing person. She has a podcast now and everything else, but, like, her level of connection, like, she, she is so herself. Like, if you got on her Instagram... She's checking, like, I feel like I know the woman, and there's 300 people in the class. She's so authentic, and that's, that's really all that we could do. I mean, I know the question was about the internet and, and using that. I do think we have to push ourselves to just stay on the cutting edge, and yes, I'm as frustrated as you guys about why songs aren't 
streaming on Spotify like I think they should or Apple or Amazon or Pandora. But it's like it really is the ultimate testing ground. And we all have to connect there. We have to connect on our social media in the way that we want. I would pick one platform that is the best. I think it's hard to do it across all of them. I mean, my goodness, I, I tried to start on Twitter um, this year, and I was going to, like, write a victory down for every day. And I think I made it to about 27 or something like that. I just gave it. Like, it just goes too fast. It's not for me. But um, find your find your place to connect and do it authentically. And don't, you know, make make technology and social media your friend. And just accept it. It's not going anywhere. It's, it, 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 nothing else is getting stronger. And me, for one, I'm enjoying like this whole thing. Like we would have never met if it weren't for That's technology. Right. And I'm just, I'm just kind of embracing it. And you can change. This is from a um, from a physicist that said when you change the way you look at something, what you look at changes. Do you understand when you change your perspective, Absolutely. the way you're seeing something, it actually changes. Like it's all about your perception and perspective, and you're responsible for how you respond to stuff, and you can change that. So make friends with it, use it in the best way that's authentic to you, and you know, connect with people. Some of you youngins on here know that we're ten years late to the game uh, on the social media thing, but look. Whenever you think about this, it's going to be such a normalcy thing, you know, 10 years from now and people that have invested in it now and have grown it 10 years down the road are going to be reaping the benefits. And whenever you think about right now, it's just the trend, like when anything new comes along, I remember when the Nokia phones, the ones that you played snake on and you had to hit each button three times to text. I thought who would ever text? Why wouldn't you just like pick up the phone and call somebody? And then now this is something that, life everybody's so normal you know what i'm saying so i feel like the internet and creating an engaging audience and being real and authentic you hit it the nail right on the head everything about social media is just not caring about what people are judging on you not trying to act like that you have it all together not trying to act like that you're just killing it all the time but just being real and relatable you know people find themselves in you with the relatability if you if i'm getting on there uh, all the time and just telling you my highlight reel that's not relatable I want to tell you, hey, you know what? I messed up here and I could have fixed it had I done this, you know, but to each everybody's style, Sam Hunt, somebody, he barely ever posts, uh, but you know, he's got a lot of people that are doing a lot of marketing for him too. So you got to consider that if you're, you're if you're a one man band, you got a lot of, lot, lot of, of socializing to do, even if it's through TikTok or whatever you're most comfortable with, do what Leanne's suggesting, take one platform, double down on that. And try to pull an audience from that. Hey, Forrest, I was going to tell you, I actually posted this the other day because it is. I just realized I said a complete sentence that didn't exist 20 years ago. And it was this. I screenshot my Venmo and uploaded it to my private Facebook group. Like, what? None of those things. Venmo, screenshot, what? Private Facebook group? What is that? So, That's right. Anyway. No. It's all changing, ever-changing. I, I was just going to say, I, I'm so honored to be here with you guys. And uh, I, I think it's amazing. Like during this time right here, the best thing we can all do that I know that's what Forrest and, and I are doing 
is like take time to reassess like what's important to you and what what is feeding your soul and what do you want to get better at and you guys all chose to be here and I think it's amazing and I, I can't wait to see how the world changes because creativity is going to go through the roof after going through all this crap and I'm, I'm excited to see what you guys bring to the world. Leanne, thank you so much for being here. Um, I'll, y'all check out her website, lpcreativetherapy.com. If y'all want, look, what I do, I'm kind of like a pharmacy. I have this, I have this, I have that. I want to prescribe all these different things. She's like a doctor. She'll say, what is going on with you? Let me make sure we can make the best out of your situation, what you're dealing with. So uh, I just wanted to show you guys the difference in how we work together and how we'll continue to work together and my plans for having different people assets i like to call them involved with this to give you guys options to where you're not just hearing me ramble all the time i want to link you to people that are reputable that have done shit with their business done shit with their career and that actually walk the walk instead of just talk the talk man that's what it's about